Welcome to the Employee Safety Podcast from Alert Media. We provide business professionals with insights and ideas for protecting their people from the vast array of threats facing organizations today. Each week, you'll hear advice and best practices from an experienced safety leader. Here's your host, Peter Steinfeld. Welcome. I hope you had a great week. I'm thrilled to have Sarah Prattley in the studio with me today. She has guest hosted the show in the past, and I invited her back to give us some insights on the 2023 threat landscape and how businesses should prepare for them. Hello, Sarah. How are you? Great, Peter. Thanks again for having me on the show today. Definitely looking forward to diving into a really important topic. Absolutely. Appreciate you being here. And I know that you and the global intelligence team here at Alert Media spend long hours identifying and monitoring threats facing organizations around the globe. So I wanted to get your thoughts on what should be top of mind for safety leaders as we head into the new year. Yeah, absolutely. So as you can imagine, the team and I are immersed 24-7, 365 and disruptive and also threatening events happening around the globe. We definitely have our pulse on everything happening and the impacts as a result. Our team is actually on track to send out more than 100,000 alerts this year, which is a pretty decent increase from what we did and saw last year. And of course, though those might sound like impressive numbers, we obviously don't like to see those trend lines going in that direction. And unfortunately, as we look forward to 2023, we really expect to see the trend lines continue in this direction. So we are seeing more threats than before? It doesn't just feel that way? Yeah, that's a fair question. And it's definitely a question that the team and I and customers and those in the Intel and business continuity space discuss a lot. And the unfortunate reality is that, yes, we are seeing a higher volume of disruptive and threatening events happening in every corner of the globe. And of course, that makes our jobs as business continuity and security, operations, resiliency professionals that much harder. And that's why I'm really happy that we're chatting about this topic today. I really believe that looking at the past Paying attention to those trend lines, staying informed on these topics is a really a great way to set ourselves up for success and preparedness and employee safety. Well, as you look back on the last year or two, what were some of the most impactful crisis events and what can we learn from them? Yeah, it's been a really busy year filled with tons of events. And when you think about Brooklyn Subway and Buffalo and Highland Park and Charlottesville and Raleigh and Uvalde, the list goes on and on. All of those areas now sadly synonymous with mass shooting events. And though we see a significant number of these events in the United States, they definitely dominate our headlines. We also recently had the tragic massacre at the daycare in Thailand where two dozen were killed. It was also earlier this year that Russia invaded Ukraine. Of course, that invasion and that attack, war there really only expected to last weeks, but this is, of course, stretched on to months, really feeling kind of like an endless war at this point. And of course, the reverberations that are continuously being felt around the world as a result of what's happening kind of on the ground there. We also had the U.S. Supreme Court, right, overturning Roe v. Wade, leading to numerous demonstrations, not just in the United States, but really around the globe on abortion and abortion rights. And we've had countless natural disasters from Hurricane Ian in the U.S., extreme flooding all across parts of Australia, catastrophic rains in Pakistan, the devastating earthquake in Tonga, so much that we could talk about with natural disasters. And honestly, that feels like a lot, but I'm really just scraping the surface of everything that we've experienced just this past year. Honestly, it's probably pretty easy, I think, for everybody to lose sight of the volume and significance of everything that happens just even in this short capture of time, just in a year, you know, event to event, disaster to disaster. It's really when you step back and take a look at this capture in time that I think you really get a sense of what we're up against. And honestly, like I said, I could go on and on. It's just a lot. 
Yeah, it is indeed a lot. So as we look to 2023 and perhaps beyond, how do businesses know what to prioritize when it comes to preparedness? Yeah, great question. And definitely the right thing for all of us to be thinking about is we're preparing for the coming year. Alert Media actually interviewed a number of safety leaders, security experts, risk and intelligence professionals, meteorologists, all within the last few weeks time. And when you look at that information and their thoughts and focuses and combine that with what our team is seeing and what we've been covering and experiencing, there's a lot of consensus based on that data and those conversations that point to really the top threats and trends that we're looking at as we move forward into 2023. You know, high level, it's really severe weather. It's active shooter situations. It's this rise in activism. It's the economic threats that we've been experiencing and will continue to experience. And then lastly, it's also this sense of global uncertainty around so many different topics. Well, let's go ahead and jump into each one of those. So you first mentioned weather. What are the most important severe weather threats that our listeners should be mindful of? When we think about weather and natural disasters, it's really the most universally experienced threat, right? I say this all the time. I'll say it again. It really doesn't matter where your people are, where your facilities are, where your assets are located. Every region, every country, every area of the globe is experiencing an increase in natural disasters. And that's really concerning. You know, we look at data and statistics a lot on our team and as an organization. There's some really great stuff out there. Um, Munich Reinsurance actually compiles a number of natural disaster um, statistics globally globally and specifically against the financial costs as well as the toll on human life. I'm sure you won't be surprised to know that if you look at the recent data in both of these areas, both of those numbers are going up. You know, billion dollar disasters are on the rise as well as the death toll associated with those, you know, in recent years, but really those trend lines continuing to peak up. Um, In the U.S., we actually experience a high percentage of these events. On a positive note, the death toll in the U.S. is actually a little bit less than those experienced around other regions and countries around the globe. But just this increase in general is so concerning. It's definitely why we hear a lot of organizations that are really doubling down in this area and paying a ton of attention to the global weather events that are impacting them. Here we have a number of meteorologists on our team, which is Definitely great for our perspective and in supporting our customers. And there's so much we could focus on in this area, but I think I'll just take a few um, moments to focus on a few of the things that we've been talking about as a team. You know, we just came off what originally appeared to be a pretty sleepy hurricane season, but all it takes is one storm, right? And we definitely got that one storm. The state of Florida is still assessing damage and the impacts and the death toll beyond from Hurricane Ian that we experienced in recent weeks. And we're continuously seeing stronger storms coming at the U.S. because of the warmer waters off the coast. Also seeing these storms packing a bigger punch and really drawing further and further inland. We've seen this a lot in recent years as we've gone kind of across these hurricane seasons. You know, beyond the hurricane seasons, we are also looking at our third consecutive year in a row of this Pacific La Nina. I won't go into depth, but this is the first time this has happened this century, so it's pretty historic. And the impacts will be felt globally. You know, this is a global weather pattern that a lot of us are paying attention to, whether you're a meteorologist, business continuity expert, or otherwise. You know, when we think about the impacts, for example, the Southwest U.S. is expected to stay far drier than usual in the coming months, which of course isn't good news for a region that's already struggling with the extreme drought and also strong wildfire activity. 
parts of APAC, like Australia, Indonesia, they're likely to experience heavy rainfall and flooding. Those are areas that are already experiencing those sorts of events and impacts. And then La Nina is also generally driving up hurricane and tropical cyclone activity globally. So I know our team will be paying a lot of attention to these. And one of the stats that I actually just wanted to bring up quickly from the State of Employee Safety Report that we released earlier in 2022, it really spoke to me when I thought about, you know, weather and natural disasters as a big topic going into 2023. 46% of employees, based on that data, have encountered a severe weather event while at work. So just a really big number that would obviously expand quite significantly, I think, if we looked at beyond just while at work and while at home. So not necessarily surprising for us to think about those trend lines continuing to go into that direction as we look at 2023. And the population just continues to grow around the world. And it seems like more people are living in these disaster-prone areas. Does that have a big impact on things? Yeah, absolutely. When you think about wildfires in particular, the data in the United States shows how people are moving and and moving pretty significantly away from those kind of city-like areas and urban areas into more of the wildland areas that are more susceptible. So that's just one example of some of the impacts that we're seeing just from wildfires. We could say the same for hurricanes as well. Lots of people moving into the warmer climates of the Southeast. And of course, that's where we're seeing a lot of those impacts. Well, what's the next threat or emergency that organizations should consider? Yeah, so the second one on our list, active shooter situations. We talked about this off the top. It's a topic that has really been top of mind, not just this past year, but really for years. As we mentioned earlier, you know, we've got these staggering headlines that we continue to see across the United States, but also in other areas around the world. I think we're all too familiar with a lot of the statistics in this area, the increases that we're seeing, not only with mass shootings and active shooters, but also just with gun violence in general. When we think about mass shootings specifically, those have increased by 165 percent just since 2019. So again, just so many staggering numbers and statistics there. But really important as we talk about business continuity here is that more than half of active shooter situations last year actually happened in the workplace. And of course, the impacts here are going to be, of course, to those businesses that these incidents are happening at, also to neighboring businesses. But as with all things, a remote workforce obviously brings in significant impacts as well. And definitely something to think about there. You know, we have a customer with an employee right across the street from a supermarket shooting that happened in Colorado last year. So the way that our remote workforce or workforce in general is changing and evolving is a big one in this area. Lots of employees from the customers that we support were near the Highland Park parade shooting that happened earlier this year. Many folks also impacted by that subway shooting in Brooklyn, not only from the perspective of kind of transit, but also the emotional toll that this has on people when these things are happening in the communities that are around them. And there's a lot of great active shooter resources out there. I know we've had some folks on the podcast in the past as well. You know, this is an area that we see businesses really continuing to focus. And I think it's also important to mention, we've got a lot of retail customers and we heard from a few of them recently about this topic and not only the importance of having that active shooter training and rolling it out consistently, but also making sure that the folks that are in the retail stores and on the ground level are the ones that actually are doing this and understanding this and with great frequency, a lot of folks having turnover. So just making sure that that's obviously top of mind in that area as well. Is this isolated just to the U.S.? Are you seeing an increase in violence, if not gun violence, but at least violence in general around the world? 
It's definitely when we think about, you know, gun violence in particular, that's definitely very, very focused towards the United States for a number of different reasons we could go into. But definitely the trend sticking more towards the U.S. there. But yeah, there have been a number of other incidents around the globe. We see stabbing attacks in certain areas. I mentioned that massacre at the daycare in Thailand. That was a shooting and stabbing attack. So it's definitely not something we don't see in other areas, but certainly with a higher frequency in the United States. You also mentioned activism, demonstrations, and protests, right? Yeah, this is absolutely another area that our tactical and strategic intelligence teams spend a ton of time and definitely something we expect to see more of in the coming months and the coming years as well. We have seen a big rise in people organizing around the world, right? Activism around issues like abortion and climate change, activism around the economy and the rule of governments, as well as the rise in labor unions and work here, workers really organizing. And all of these areas collectively giving way to this increase in people really just taking to to the streets. And generally, these situations present business continuity issues, right, with massive crowds and transportation disruptions. But we've also seen a number of occasions with violence between protesting groups, as well as conflicts with police. You know, look, of course, maybe a more extreme incident, but look at what we've been seeing in Iran recently. It's an extreme example, right, um, in an area where there are numerous deterrents and restrictions on people speaking out, but we've just seen a ton of violence in those situations there. And really, when we think about looking forward and looking ahead to 2023, 2024 even, the Supreme Court in the U.S. is taking up a number of controversial cases at this point. We mentioned Roe v. Wade earlier. There are a number of cases on the docket that they're currently taking up and that they'll make decisions on in the coming months that could reverberate around the United States. I know it's the end of 2022, we're jumping into 2023, and 2024 does seem far off, but it really isn't that far off. We've got another presidential election in the U.S. coming up. We know that there is a lot of polarization in this country, and we know that we can expect to see a lot of organizing around different candidates and different events. And of course, the U.S. election cycle and campaign cycle is actually notoriously pretty lengthy. So we'll expect to start seeing some of that in 2023 as well. And then just in general, governments around the globe coming under fire. You know, we talk inflation and, and different popular issues like that. These are issues that people are really feeling strongly about because it's impacting their everyday life. And these are situations that people are really taking to the streets. So definitely areas for people to really be concerned and to really keep up with as they're looking at planned events and upcoming events around them. Well, I know your job is to identify and alert on these things, but what can people do to better prepare for them? Yeah, absolutely. I think the biggest thing in a lot of these areas really is just knowledge, right? Knowledge is power. We talk about trend lines, we talk about data, we talk about statistics. And with some of these events like activism and demonstrations, a lot of these are planned. A lot of these are things that we can see coming in the future, even if it's only a few days in advance. Sometimes we know a week or two weeks in advance. These are kind of the slam dunks when we think about business continuity and operations. These are the things that we can plan for and take action around, especially when you think about retail locations being able to board up or people asking employees to work remotely or even just spreading the word around the office, letting people know what's going on in the community around them. And what about the final two, economic threats and global uncertainty? 
Yeah, I'll talk about these two together since there is some overlap on all the issues, but also with the potential impacts that we see across organizations. And, you know, let me be honest, right? There is a ton of global uncertainty in several areas, particularly right now. And the business consequences are incredibly important to take note of. So when we think about economic threats, you know, where to start? Obviously, there's just so much we could talk about. Businesses have been challenged in so many different areas, not only this year, but in recent years. This year, particularly, we've got the talent wars, the labor shortages in many areas that continue to exist. You know, we just talked about this, but strikes and organizing efforts also having their impacts as well. And right now it's hard to have a conversation without hearing the all important I word. It's inflation. It's top of mind for everyone, not only in business, but in life. It has had a real sting across both areas, right? Professional and personal. And this is one of the things that people are talking about the most because it's having that impact. The International Monetary Fund says that we could be close to a peak, but to be quite honest, the damage is done right now and we're all living it and feeling it. You know, how about this for a stat, right? The IMF said last month that inflation would peak at 9.5% globally this year before falling back to just about 4% in 2024. So when you're thinking about that, you know, we've got a long road ahead when it comes to inflation. And like I said, inflation touches us in so many ways, what we can buy, what we can save, what businesses can pay, how much they can charge, and on and on and on. And that's not the only thing driving this incredible global uncertainty. I mentioned it earlier, I'll mention it again. We are watching a months-long war in Ukraine that's really reverberated around the world. It's impacted the global food supply. It's impacting the fuel supply around the world. You know, Europe is obviously the most concerned with those fuel impacts, but there are the domino effects around the globe. The winter months are upon us, and though it could be more mild in some areas, we're already seeing triple the costs in some areas in Europe when it comes to heating homes, which is obviously incredibly concerning as we look at the year ahead. And when you think about supply chain, your mind obviously will naturally go towards the pandemic as it usually does. It's been a big topic in recent years, but the strains and impacts on the global supply chain have become synonymous with COVID, but there's so much more to think about when we think about the struggles with the supply chain. And I'm sure folks have seen the recent pictures of the Mississippi River in the U.S. or maybe the Rhine in Germany. And as we look at the changing climate globally, that is having impacts on the supply chain just as much as those reverberations from the pandemic are. We're also looking at the relationship between China and Taiwan. You know, if China were to take any sort of action there, we'd certainly be talking about the supply chain in higher volumes. Taiwan being tightly woven into the global supply chain, you know, particularly when it comes to semiconductors that we are oh so dependent on in the technology world that we live in today when you think about computers and phones and cars. So there's so much to continue to think about in both of these areas, and those are really just a few things. Well, you've certainly given us a lot to think about. So to summarize these key takeaways, what do you think are some best practices our listeners can adopt as we head into the new year? Yeah, so I think there are a few key things we can really kind of hone in on. So listen, I think first and foremost, know your risk profile, right? An organization's risk profile is constantly changing. And it's really important to take note of the evolution of the top threats that face you and your teams and all of the people that you're supporting. And that's going to really help you to better and properly allocate time and resources and planning. I think we can all agree that a lot has changed in the past 12 to 24 months. And that evolution is not going to stop. The world is rapidly evolving, and we're going to have to continuously be looking at the way the different risks are going to impact our organizations and kind of properly allocate our time and our planning there. 
I also think it's important to evaluate your tools and your processes consistently. This sounds like a no-brainer, but you know, it really is something that I think people will let fall to the wayside, especially when you're up against so much. You know, I really think the perfect combination is the right people, the right processes, the right products. And that really sets us up for success when we think about business continuity and resiliency. And if you're not evaluating all three of those things kind of in tandem, you know, with this evolution of your risk profile, it can obviously fall flat. And, you know, I'd also stress that it's always about our people, right? Duty of care is incredibly important in every industry and organization. And planning and caring is obviously going to take center field for all of us. So really allowing your planning and your resiliency to take root in what your employee population needs. It's really kind of music to my ears that I continue to hear that phrase, duty of care, in a lot of different conversations that I'm having with our customers and folks in different industries. It's obviously something that's resonating and really, again, people are rooting all of their planning in that. And I think that's obviously a really good practice. And then lastly, you know, I also think it's important for people to have partners that can help in these areas. We obviously have a great team here at Alert Media that's supporting and partnering with organizations in all of these areas, not only with real-time threat monitoring, but with helping our customers to really understand what's on the horizon from upcoming planned events to things that are trending. So really being able to build out that support, whether it's within your own organization and your own teams or partnering with a team like ours, I just think it's incredibly powerful when you have those kinds of partnerships and relationships as well. Yeah, without a doubt. Well, any final thoughts before we wrap up? Yeah, I guess just one thing, you know, as I go through all of these areas that we've talked about and shared some data and trend lines, I really want to stress how important it is to pay attention to what has happened already, what's happening right now, as well as anything that we can get our hands on as far as data. Once we really can understand these trend lines, I think it can really have a very powerful impact on the ways that we're able to prepare for and kind of face the future and all the things that we're up against. You know, knowledge truly is power. And in this area, I can't really stress that enough. Well, Sarah, as always, fantastic to visit with you. And it always impresses me how you and your team are able to cover so much that's going on around the world. It truly is impressive. Thanks, Peter. It definitely takes a village there, but all the credit to the team. They're a really, truly amazing group of experts. And thank you for having me on today. It's been great chatting with you. If any of our listeners want to connect with you or learn more about the Global Threat Intelligence Team, how can they do that? Yeah, so I obviously have a great passion for this topic. I would definitely welcome folks to reach out. You can find me on LinkedIn as Sarah Prattley, or you can always email me at Alert Media. I'm sarah.prattley at alertmedia.com. Perfect. Well, thank you for listening to the Employee Safety Podcast. I hope you'll share this episode with your colleagues and peers, and please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify as well. Have a safe week, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Employee Safety Podcast from Alert Media, the industry's most intuitive emergency communication and threat intelligence solution. To learn more about how to protect your people and business during critical events, visit alertmedia.com. Until next time.